When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the belly of the beast, the den of the Illuminati, home of the almighty media. That's how powerful we are, that's how influential we are, and we're not stopping anytime soon, so get used to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Who's Number One podcast. Wow, we got a fun one going here this week. As always, in the back, we got Connor, Josh, and holding it down. What's up, guys? Uh, YouTube comments, of course, and the Discord. Or where, 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 What are we doing these days, Connor? Yep, we're mostly in the YouTube comments, uh, but we'll, we'll get you in the Discord as well. A lot to talk about this week, of course. We crowned a Who's Next champion. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was chaos. It was mayhem. But if you tuned in... Um, I hope you had a good time. I think it was a crazy one. A lot to talk about. Gordon Ryan, of course, coming up here. Felipe Pena. um, ADCC archives on the site. Holy smokes. It's a crazy time out there. But we also got on the the show all the way from Yorktown, New York. (laughs) There he is. uh, Corey Stockton. What's up, Corey? How you doing, bro? Oh, man. I've I've been spending the last, what, three weeks now just pouring over ADCC archives and... uh, can't wait to. What's what's been like the the sickest thing you've seen from the ADCC archives? I you know Corey of course, student of the game. This guy knows 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 it all. But uh, anything surprised you? Anything that you're like, holy shit, this is dope. Man, it's just crazy to go back to like the 2009 stuff and see see things that are considered like new age techniques today, right? I, I mean, mm. when you go from like leg lock entries to, to cool arm bar setups, cool choke setups, and even just uh, you know sweeps that are considered new school today, like looking at false reefs, looking at, at K-guards, and that's not supposed to be around yet. This is 11, 12 years ago we're talking about. Yeah, huge stuff. I feel like if you guys aren't hip, we just dropped ADCC 2009, ADCC 2011, and ADCC 2015 on Flow Grappling. So now you can watch those three years, plus 2017, plus 2019, all uh, on our site, on demand. You can go to Flow Arena as well and check out the brackets huge huge thing for the sport we're working on 2013 we're working on a lot more I, we hear you guys for sure um but but we're we're working on it and but last but not least got an intro trey robinson all the with the pride of art i mean the pride <laughs> of kansas all the way from kansas what's up brother how you doing oh, yeah man if you guys are ready and amped up to get after this who's number one go ahead and drop a hell yeah in the chat because i'm jacked up i'm ready to go baby what are, we, what are we talking about yeah, today? We, I don't Dude, think we didn't good. quite finish our conversations oh, okay. that we were having earlier. I don't know if we want to, you know. <laughs> Trey's a very athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Put it one, on the record. Maybe yeah. one of the most athletic guys I know, certainly. I, you've probably ever met. Yeah. I, know, I know we work with a lot of world champion athletes, but uh, I like myself nine out of ten times there. Trey, <laughs> you were on the football team, the basketball team, oh, the track yeah. team, Ch- the rugby team. The baseball team. Baseball team. You golf, were on them all. Powerlifting. Oh, you name them. 
badminton. I ran badminton, ran pickleball back in school in, in, in lifetime fitness class, wiffle ball champion, two-time Little League state champion. I can I can just keep naming the accolades. You know who doesn't have a lot of accolades? Who's that? Our Flow Wrestling team. Okay. Ah. No, I, don't, oh, I didn't mean to call them out. Okay. But I, just, I don't know. But uh, we'll, try to, we'll try to stick to the who's number one stuff I'm today. I'm not sure the Flow Wrestling team has... Any state championships or... I, I had two in the same year, dude. Little League and U-Triple-S-A <laughs> ball. That's two... The same year, I won state twice. That's wow. not even possible. Wow. That wow. makes sense. We might have to call Dr. Bill Nye and wow. see how that's scientifically possible. So we're fired up here today. Trace fired up. We're having a great time. Uh, the wrestling team doesn't know what they're talking about. That's kind of the moral of that story. If you think grappling's better than wrestling, go ahead and drop that in the chat as well as a hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yes, <laughs> grappling versus wrestling. We want to know which side do you land on. Uh, you know, we gotta we gotta find out. You know where you are. If you're on the wrestling side, we may kick you out. But um, where do you want to start, Corey? What's going down? Uh, let's let's talk about that epic e- epic who's next finale we can start with with gordon ryan or with isaac michelle both of them put on really impressive performances uh you know what? Let, let's tee up isaac michelle i, I want to watch uh, i want to watch his finish do you think I, isaac michelle is like a baseball basketball football guy and is, is he killing it i would guess he i mean he is killing it incredibly yeah, yeah. athletic i would my guess would be probably no rugby guy rugby Rug, guy actually. Rug, that's I know right yeah yeah rugby, rugby like, guy if you surfer. put a baseball glove on isaac michelle how do you think he would do oh dude in I bet. baseball not in grappling <laughs> I actually I don't think he would do great, but I I don't know. <laughs> he, I bet he could hit a freaking a big old dinger. I will say that I bet he could go long with it, go yard. Connor, why don't you just kind of cue up what what was going on here? What, what's what's going on in your head right now? This is the the tail end of the match. What, set this up for us a little bit, Connor. Yeah, man, this is this is the uh, who's number one like underground backstage fight club that uh, you know I think it was perfect for the who's next finale to kind of end this way. Uh, I know we did have to take it off stream, but that just made the the live experience so much cooler. The crowd kind of split up. There was those that stayed in and watched the Gordon fight, and then there were the people that were really in for the. Who's next finale? Mostly just like coaches, teammates, friends, and dude, it was it was so it was so quiet in there. Honestly, everyone was so ready for it. The Gordon match had just ended, and we finally get the finish. I think everyone was very relieved and happy to see you know Isaac's um, hard work really pay off. Yeah, well, what a perfect way to end the series, right? Because when we started the series, we, we I think all of the team kind of gathered together in that room where we shot Who's Next, and it felt like this really exclusive thing, right? Just us and the bleachers and the athletes on the mat. And that was it. And there were like maybe 20 of us. Mm-hmm. And to end it in the exact same way it started felt really just kind of poetic. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. True. Sure. So you want to talk to the armbar here? What's, yeah. Some, what's I, I mean, Isaac had been chasing, the, chasing any kind of attack he could muster from back control for two hours, right? Just two hours straight. Pass to the back, back control, searching for Renick and Chokes and not finding him. But he finally makes the transition that he was looking for, gets the, ar- gets the arm under his lat, under his armpit, and uh, is able to finally drop off. Uh, Kyle, I think, uh, gave up the, the perfect position for Isaac to actually finish this one because he had tried that a couple times, right? <coughs> yeah, it seems like this position they went through a couple times. Tried to, you made some predictions on the broadcast. Did it go how, how you thought it would go? I, I, I did pick Isaac, but I must admit, I picked Isaac way early. I thought mm-hmm. if this went long, if this went over an hour, if it went near yeah. two hours, I thought for sure. Kyle would end up taking. I mean, Isaac, what did he land on? Land in America from Australia like 48 hours before, 24? Like, how, yeah, how soon yeah. of a turnaround was that? 
Yeah, yeah maybe a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, 48 hours before, Isaac, you know, uh, he went back to Australia for the ADCC trials, you know, a complicated <clears throat> process being from Australia coming to the United States at the moment. Uh, you know, I don't know much about the immigration process, but it seemed like there was a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not great right now, just the COVID and everything like that, long lines, of course, and everything like that. So he got delayed a little bit and but luckily made it here just, you know, yeah, about 48 hours before the, uh, the match. And, you know, I think everybody, you know, was excited for the match, but it didn't, it didn't seem like it boded well for Isaac if mm-hmm. it did go mm-hmm. oh. super long. And, and we had known that Kyle's had some long matches in the past. The possibility of it going long was very real. Um, and so for Isaac to, to come out there two, two hours, 15 minutes, kind of it, it was, I believe. And for him, honestly, he did not look tired to me. I don't, know about, I don't know about you guys, no. but I was so impressed with just how present how constant he was pushing the pace and then he just went up immediately did a bunch of interviews like he was ready for this thing so it told me he was he was going to train the, the next day like crazy yeah i mean he walked off the mat immediately went on to the post show put a headset on yeah. and was just oh sorry mate i couldn't get the submission <laughs> while well, i really was trying but like it's just incredible no not out of breath at all and what i'm excited for reed is you had your camera crew there, you know, everybody running around capturing all this. And this is going to come out as Who's Next Episode 7, the official finale for the series, right? Because that's going to be a crazy episode. Moving mats, everyone running around trying yeah. to set up lights, no one really knowing what's going on. you just trying to orchestrate it as best you can. That's, that's going to be a crazy episode. Yeah, huh? for sure. If people don't know, you know, of course, this was the finale of Who's Next. We, we, we released, uh, you can watch them on YouTube or on Flow Grappling, we released all six episodes of the Who's Next show. You know, we started with 16, uh, you know, the, the, the next best up-and-coming grapplers, brought them here to Austin, Texas, had a no-time limit, submission-only tournament, and it came down to Kyle Chambers, Isaac Michelle, of course, on Thursday night, and... Um, we're going to produce a seventh episode um, from the, the night, from the uh, the action that took place there uh, in the Palmer Event Center here in Austin, Texas. It was it was wild. It was crazy. There was mayhem. Uh, you know, there was twists and turns, ups and downs. It was a great night. A lot of big names, you know, had big wins. Andrew Tackett, of course. Um, you know, uh, Dan Montessoyu. Uh, lots of great matches on the card. Giancarlo. Nicholas Marigali. Nicholas Marigali. So it's going to be uh, an incredible seventh episode, I think. You know, just the, the drama, the back and forth, uh, you know, the, the way that, that Kyle and Isaac, you know, handled this whole thing. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's been a crazy, crazy journey. Right, Corey? What yeah, do you, what? yeah, no, absolutely. And, and looking forward, right, looking on to um, exactly what Isaac accomplished, right? $10,000, yeah. 10,000 Tez, and I think most importantly, a three-fight contract on who's number one. So I, I want to feel this to the YouTube chat, and I want to feel it to the group here. What are some uh, easy, not easy, what are some exciting who's number one matches we think we can set up for Isaac? Yeah, Ooh. great question. If you guys have some, who, who do you think Isaac should fight next? Great question. Um, you know, now that he is in this who's number one universe, um, you know, I, I have to assume he's going to get a big fight kind of next on, on who's number one. Um, something jump out to you, Trey? Um, I really, I don't know. I haven't thought about that too much, I must admit. I'm, I'm kind of too stoked for this August 7th card. You know, can't really look past it yet. But definitely, uh, there's got to be some cool matchups out there. Um, like, I, don't I, know, mean, I don't know, Corey, do you have one of your tickets? Yeah, it's a, at, at 185, right, which is where Isaac 
tends to hang around. I think a, a really, really fun one right out of the gate is uh, is Roberto Jimenez. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was a great match. Sick. Wow. And it's just, it's, you know, the champ, of course, in that division is Ty Rotolo. Hard to, to yeah. not look at the, the champ, Ty Rotolo, and think that, that would be a pretty fun match between him and Isaac, Michelle, um, you know, maybe not out the gate, but down the line seems like something that could be uh, really, really fun. Connor, what do you think, brother? Man, there's, there's quite a few of them in here I'm actually looking at. One of them that stands out, if you want to unite the grappling YouTube world, is Jacob Couch. I know he's got his match with J-Rod coming up, but regardless, still a really fun one. Uh, I think on top of that, you know, you got if you don't want to go that route, you got Andrew Wiltsy. Maybe throw them on the same card. I think either way, you know, uh, we finally have Isaac in the who's number one universe. He's part of the roster, and I think he's going to be super exciting. If uh, you know, he did everything he could to turn a two-hour match into something where there's you know constantly uh, you know upping the pace and and always looking for submissions. Give him a 15-minute who's number one match. He's gonna he's gonna be the most exciting guy on the card. Hell yeah. Yeah, I like that. Are you going to say something, Corey? No, we, we got another one here that I like. Uh, Isaac versus John Blank versus Thor. Is Ooh, another cool matchup. Now, of course, all these matchups, right, the, the couple that we've listed at least, we can see at uh, ADCC in September. Yeah. Because right? Thor is going to be ADCC. Uh, Roberto is going to be ADCC. So there are uh, – Isaac has his hands full, right, mm-hmm. with, with a lot of these guys already. But I think looking, looking a little further in the future, there's some great matchups for him. Uh, we can talk about Gordon Ryan as well, of course, the main event of the night. Um, you know, the king, a hard, hard guy to uh, to bet against, of course, as always. You know, went out there and looked uh, unstoppable against one of the best opponents I think he's faced on who's number one, the uh, reigning kind of double gold Nogi world champion. The, of course, who's number one light heavyweight champion, Pedro Mourinho, been on fire recently, uh, been unstoppable. And I don't want to say he had nothing for Gordon because I think there was a uh, you know some good exchanges there in the beginning, but once it went to the ground, man, it was it was all Gordon Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how how good is Gordon? I mean, fifty fight win streak, more than fifty match win streak. Uh, his last, I think, eleven have been by submission. He has he hasn't not won a match by submission since the final at ADCC 2019 against Buchecha, mm-hmm. right? Every other match since Buchecha has been a submission victory. This is actually the only time he's broken a streak in that in the last five matches he called a shot. This one where it was almost an impossible submission to hit, right? And he that's, still submitted it. Right, that's the only streak he lost is the, the shot calling, but he still has the submission streak. He still has the win streak. So Gordon looks damn near untouchable. Um, and mm-hmm. coming leading into ADCC, leading into this match, this no time limit match versus Felipe Pena, leaves a lot of questions for the people who uh, who he's lined up against. Mm-hmm. Trey, what, what impressed you about Gordon's performance here? Man, I, I was backstage on the uh, on the warm up mats, but I went back and watched it on FlowGrappling.com, and it was just terrifying to be honest with you, man. Like watching watching Gordon get on top of Pedro and then just completely dominate him like and Pedro is an absolute killer Pedro could do that to me in his sleep if and he, he wanted to he huge this yeah, past he week he was big he for was sure a- Pedro could smother tap me without a doubt yeah, and yeah. For, to watch Gordon just do that and completely dominate him I mean it was kind of a terrifying thing honestly like it was like wow I didn't even know a guy could do that to someone that highly skilled and trained as as Pedro yeah there was a couple times where he got it looked like he was getting close yeah. to smother tapping Pedro you know uh, a couple times in the beginning there, you know, where, where Pedro really started kipping and bucking pretty hard uh, to make some space so he could breathe. But uh, make no mistake, yeah, Gordon could smother tap just about anybody else probably. I, I saw I saw uh, this a little bit in Gordon's post-match interview, but th- he was getting chirped a little bit. Gordon got chirped from the crowd. That's why he switched up and mm-hmm. decided just to s- change the submission. Yeah, I think, I think they were uh, 
We're like, oh, did you did you put decision in the envelope? And then ah, he decided he so needed he decided, to get it finished. He just switched it up. And then yeah. immediately submitted it. So, I mean, yeah. it's just such a crazy <laughs> thing. Main event, one of the most high-profile shows of the year, you know, uh, a title on the line, you know, and um, he's looking for one specific submission. He decides, you know, with four minutes left to kind of go for something different, and he's able to hit it on, on one of the best in the world. What do you what can you say about about the king about Gordon <coughs> Ryan? What 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 do you think, Connor? What's what was most impressive to you? Well, I, I will say I don't know if it was anyone here, but when I was backstage, I was talking. You know, everyone had the question of like, what did Gordon put in the envelope? What's Oof. what's he gonna try and pull out? And I was saying half joking. I was like, man, what if he puts the buggy choke in there? Like, what <laughs> if he just tried something really crazy? And pretty good night for the buggy choke, though. Pretty good yeah, night no, for the no. buggy choke. But it was a good fun. Yeah. But but point being, everyone looked at me and they said, "Are you fucking crazy? That's not gonna happen. That's outlandish. That's not you know whatever." And he actually was going to smother tap him. I think that he like kind of one upped even my expectations of kind of how out there he was gonna go. So I don't know. I was super excited about it. Uh, I asked the chat what they thought. They called it pure domination from sauerkraut. Um, yeah, real scary, scary part is when Gordon gave up on the smother and took less than a minute to tap him from the back, says Mr. Hawk Soccer. So we got some guys in the chat uh, that kind of have similar opinions to us. And, and make no mistake, too, this, it, this match made it really easy to believe that, you know, that Pedro just didn't belong there. But, of course, Pedro belonged in that match, right? He was 100%. maybe one of the best opponents for Gordon, and yeah. that's just how good Gordon is. Like, to put in perspective, right, Pedro... To, uh, Nogi double world champion who's number one champion he just got invited to ADCC so it's not like it was a mismatch it's just the closest matchup we could find for Gordon for Gordon Ryan which goes exactly to, to just demonstrate how far ahead of the game Gordon Ryan proves over and over that he is yeah crazy to watch Gordon you know best in the world for sure um, you know, he's had the stomach issues, of course. It seems like he's getting over those, of course. And, and hopefully we're going to see more and more of Gordon Ryan. Of course, we got big, big fish to fry here. August 7th, Gordon Ryan takes on another uh, Gracie Baja Black Belt, another Gracie Baja standout. But this time, you know, um, one of the very best grapplers of all time uh, and, and one of the only people to have defeated Gordon Ryan um, the only person who have defeated him twice at Black Belt, of course, Felipe Pena versus Gordon Ryan. Immediately after this one, a huge, huge matchup. People, I don't know if you, everybody can recognize how big this matchup really is. This is something we have been trying to put on for years. Everybody in the Jiu-Jitsu community have been, been trying to put this match on for years. And it finally is happening August 7th here in Dallas, Texas. I cannot wait for it. Are you as jacked up as I am, Trey? Oh, dude, I am amped up for this one. It's going to be crazy. There's there's obviously Felipe Pena Pergisa, which means sloth, if you guys don't know. It's kind of like he kind of lives up to that name. He's kind of a guy who he kills everyone on the mats. He's kind of, you know, whatever, real chill. But then, man, you bring up Gordon Ryan around Pergisa. He lights up, dude. He starts, he starts calling him his chubby baby. He shows you <laughs> memes he has of him on his phone. They Like, these guys do not like each other. This is a rivalry that dates back... Further than my time in jiu-jitsu, if I'm being honest. I've trained for less time than these guys have hated each other. But So, I mean, I'm incredibly stoked for this. I know Pergisa's taking it super serious. You get, you guys think you think uh, he was scared at all watching Pedro and Gordon? Because Gordon said he wanted to use Pedro to make a statement to Pergisa. How do you guys think Pregisa took it? You so, think Felipe was watching him? So, we actually we heard from uh, from Felipe yesterday. He uh, he told us exactly what he thinks about, about Gordon's... Uh, 
uh, Gordon's performance, and I think we can we can tee that up in a second, Nico. If you can pull that one up. Shout out William Tackett. Yeah, William Tackett down there simulating Gordon a little bit for Brigisa training in Bella Horzanch in the basement. So he didn't he didn't get the smother tap. He didn't quite send the full message that he wanted to send to Felipe. But I'm, I I don't think I've seen this. So I'm curious to kind of see what uh, what Felipe thought of Gordon's performance there on Thursday night. Let's hear from uh, Felipe Panda here. We can we can listen to this one. Maybe not. Here we go. Boys, you know, yeah, here we not, go. Uh, to say about that, he take it down, he put uh, pressure on top, did a good job, do not let him, Pedro, stand up, you know, and stay on top, uh, uh, pushing the pace to kill Pedro Gas. You know? But uh, didn't uh, impress me in anything, you know, like. Uh, Pedro is not known for a guard player, you know, so uh, Gordon did a good job on taking him down, you know, but pretty much the whole match, uh, Pedro did the guard, you know, he didn't do it, he is a strong game with his passing. And beside that, uh, fight is fight, you know, it's no excuse, but Pedro told me he didn't train at all for this fight because he was injured, but he didn't want pull out because he called out Gordon Ryan. So it's part of the game, you know, congrats for Gordon. Uh, he fought uh, really good, but uh, I'm 100% ready for this next match, you know. I just didn't, did not like Gordon's attitude, you know, on the, on the match, like uh, kind of like passing his hand on Pedro's head when he was mounted, this type of thing, you know. I don't agree to that. Uh, and I hope I can uh, teach God a lesson on 7th of August. So not super impressed. So two things. I'm not impressed by your performance, and I'm going to teach you a lesson for disrespecting Pedro Mourinho. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. The oh, classic man. GSP. I'm not impressed by your <laughs> performance with a great line. And teach him a lesson. So he's going to teach Gordon Ryan a lesson. Not many people able to do that not many people <laughs> trying to go out there and teach gordon ryan a lesson um any other context there Corey? what do you what, what do you think yeah i mean you believe felipe felipe obviously has the the best resume to do it right yeah the, i said this on the grappling bulletin podcast monday but it, it holds true he's the only person to have ever submitted uh, gordon ryan a black belt he's the only person to ever to have beaten gordon ryan twice nobody else has ever doubled down on gordon ryan uh Pedro marine uh Felipe Pena has the answer, or it seems like he had the answer. Now, I'm sure Gordon's been working to solve that answer for seemingly his entire career. Uh, but 2-0, right? He, looking to make it 3-0. It's, it's true. Yeah, and if people don't know, of course, you know, the rivalry kind of started back in 2016 when, you know, Gordon was making a name for himself, had just been kind of promoted to black belt and wanted big, high-profile matches. So he started kind of poking around on social media as he does, calling people out. Um, Felipe Pena took the bait. They did a, um, a 45 time limit match uh, at Studio 540, Solona Beach, California. Felipe, Gordon, they both flew in, kind of neutral territory, neutral zone, and um, walked up to Solona Beach. It was closed door facility, felt real old school, Gracie Challenge, had, had an incredible vibe to it. And uh, Eddie Bravo was, was the referee. They fought for about, I'm pretty sure it's. 45 minutes or around there, 30 minutes. I forget exactly how long it went, 30, but at least 30 minutes it certainly went. 
and um, Felipe was able to find Gordon's back and, and choke him. And it was kind of a very devastating loss for Gordon at the time, who was, you know, just as confident as he is now. And, uh, you know, even Felipe celebrated, challenged him to a gi match for a rematch, you know. Um, and then fast forward a year later, ADCC 2017. Um, Gordon won 88 kilograms. Uh, Felipe made it to the finals of the 99 kilogram uh, division. Uh, wasn't able to beat Yuri, got silver. Uh, and then that put both of them basically on a collision course in the absolute division. Gordon had a, had a great showing against guys like Craig Jones and uh, Cyborg. He beat along the way at, at the ADCC absolute division. And then, um, you know, Felipe, Felipe went, you know, lights out in the absolute division, beat uh, Bouchesha, of course, and a few other guys on his way to, to the uh, gold medal match. And it was, the, it was the prime rematch, Felipe versus Gordon, 80cc absolute final. It was the perfect thing that could have happened. Uh, you know, this rematch, can Gordon get it done? Can Felipe go up 2-0? It was a tight, tight match. Very, very close until the, like, about the last 90 seconds where Felipe was able to kind of flip the scripts very, very similar, if not the same exact way. He took um, Gordon's back off of a kind of a, a heel hook attempt and uh, wasn't able to finish Gordon in that match, but won the match 3-0, three, three went up 2 2-0 on Gordon Ryan, became the absolute uh, ADCC absolute champion, later would go on to fight Andre Galvao in 2019, you know, and, and, and the history is there. Gordon, of course, in 2019, double gold, one of the best performances in, AD, in ADCC history, and um, here they are again. To do it one more time, um, you know, this time I think there's a lot more on the line <laughs> than either of those fights, you know, if Gordon goes down 3-0. Mm-hmm against Felipe. That's, that's pretty big. And of course, this is one of the biggest achievements, I think, that, that uh, Felipe has in his career. Of course, of course a multiple-time uh, world champion, ADCC champion, but um, a win over Gordon means quite a bit these days. So, quick little recap for you, for everybody. Sorry if that's redundant, if everybody knows it. It was a good history lesson. Yeah, it was quick, beautiful. Quick little history lesson of the, of the history there. Hope I hit on all the points. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, you want to talk about this one? How do you, think, how do you see it going down? Or... Uh, we'll save that for next week, or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we leave that as a little cliffhanger. We don't give our predictions just yet. I, I will say like one thing. I think a lot of times we see athletes kind of whenever whenever they have this like daunting challenge in front of them for either of these guys, for Gordon or for Felipe, they have a big task at hand. I, I'm not gonna act like there's no way Gordon realizes what's at stake here for him. He could potentially go down three and zero against Felipe. That is huge. Obviously, Felipe. I had a chance to kind of solidify his place there. But when both of these guys talk about one another, they're not like throwing guff. They're not being silly gooses or trying to amp themselves up. Both of them 100% believes everything they say about the other. They 100% believe that they're going to mop the floor with the other guy, that the other guy just cannot even be on the same mats as them. The beef is very real. They do not like each other. I think that's just like an impressive thing about this matchup. Is like when you talk to both these guys, both of them will tell you that they're going to absolutely kill, embarrass the other, teach them a lesson, show them respect, like all this stuff. And they both 100% believe it. Like it's it kind of makes this incredible like feud that they have going back and forth. It's great to listen to. As well. So so much so that both these guys, as of a couple of days ago, put their money where their mouth is. Right? Yeah, that's uh, true. They, they, and I think Mo was in the chat also a little bit ago. He might still be listening. Maybe we need to get him on to talk about this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a crazy so Gordon put down a hundred thousand dollars and Felipe put down ten thousand dollars right like, so wow. I, I think Mo is kind of holding that in escrow and the winner gets the whole 110k 
That's badass. That's so wild, yeah. Because well, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure the first match, 2016 match, was a bet match. You know, there was no promoter for it or anything like that, you know. So I don't know the numbers. Maybe I, I should fi find that out. But I'm pretty sure the first match was also a bet match where it's just it was the purse that they both of them put up. Mo put that one together too. Did he? Yeah. Jeez, wow, Mo's in, in the mix Legend, dude. Sure Mo's freaking kingpin. <laughs> Mo, if you're still in the chat, drop some comments. Let us know what's going on with that. You know, Let us know if you want to come on and talk about that stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, the keeper of the cash, the keeper yep. of the money. See <laughs> well, you got, you got, that on, go. you got that on the Tezos blockchain or not, brother? <laughs> Is that going to be like handcuffed briefcase? <laughs> oh, like to, to somebody or something like oh, that? It should. That, it, it should. We should just be. get a briefcase yeah. and handcuff it to somebody. Oh, we got a briefcase. Okay. <laughs> and we got handcuffs. You guys better believe that. <laughs> What's going on in the chat, Connor? Anything? Um... Yeah, they're actually kind of caught up on talking about whether Pedro did or did not train. I think I think there's some skepticism. What do you mean he did not train. Who uh, says he didn't train? That's what uh, Felipe was saying in uh, oh, in the did? interview. Yeah, he said Pedro didn't have. I don't know if he didn't train. Didn't have a great training camp. I don't know the specifics of what he was trying to get at. But I also think that's what we hear from athletes and teams pretty often. Yeah. Um, especially whenever they're not happy with their performance. So I don't know. The chat's, the chat's blowing up about it. Yeah. So. You know, I'm honestly sure, you know, not 100% sure, but I'm sure the camp didn't go perfect for Gordon either. There's someone in the chat saying they would put up 10K for Felipe Pena. Mo? <laughs> Reach extra, out to Mo. Extra 10K? <laughs> Adam Smithington. Yeah. Adam, Adam Smithington. He wants the smoke. He's going to put up his money for it. That's, that's a car. That's Adam Smithington's car is going up right now in the podcast. Are odds out? Can you bet on this match? You can. Odds are, I don't believe they're out yet, but we'll uh, we'll make sure that those go up. I'm sure across the online betting sites across the. If there's one match to bet internet. on, man, this might be the one. Yeah, like, that's jeez. Speaking of the other matches on this card, right? Because we can go in Gordon. Versus... Yeah, give him, give him a preview of what was. Yeah, yeah, we, we can give up, get, uh, go in Gordon Payne all day, but the co-main event, right? Nicholas Mergali and Rafael Lovato Jr. Oh, it's big time. How about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be crazy. Um, also, two uh, two really rising stars at, in this point, Jacob Couch and Jay Rodriguez. That, mm. that for me, mm. I think, could be match of the night. Yeah. Um, Bia Mesquita versus Liz Clay. Another another great match up there. Uh, Fabrizio Andre and Diogo Hayes are both making their ADCC debuts. Who's number one debut? Excuse me. Are both making their who's number one debuts. Uh, Fabrizio Andre versus uh, Fabian Ramirez, who we mm. just saw on uh, the Who's Next finale. And uh, Diego Hayes versus the Giant Slayer. Mm. Baby Shark versus the Giant Slayer, Estevan Martinez. And Mika Galvao on the card as well. Mika versus Alan Sanchez, okay, yeah, that's he, right. Here's, here's all the, a bunch of these names. Man, that Nicholas Marigali versus oh, Rafael Lovato Jr. Love, love that match, man. Um, what a G. Rafael Lovato always down to throw down with the, some of the best in the world. And a huge, huge match, I think, for, for both those guys, you know. And, and still, I think Marigali is still a little bit untested. We still we still have a lot to learn, a lot to see from, from Marigali in the future here. What did you guys think of his uh, performance? I, I know he during the press conference he said, ah, you can't watch my first Nogi performance. That, that was a bad indicator of what, what's happening. I mean, it was a great match, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, now that you saw the Brailler match, what do you think? So one thing I noticed in that, ma in that match, and I, I kind of wrote an article about this today, it's, it's on the site now, is uh, – what the thing we've seen from Mergali in both the the Brailler match and the Maidana match is that when he can stick to the script, mm. uh, Mergali can do whatever he wants, right? So he he played the game plan perfectly. He got the takedown, got the top control, worked the arm bars, rinse and repeat. But we haven't seen him challenged yet in a way that he has to go 
away from what he what he planned on doing coming in. Mm-hmm. I think Lovato gives us the best opportunity to see that, right? Mm-hmm. Because Lovato's not going to just roll over and let Mergali play his game and practice his game and, and rep it out. Lovato's going to throw some some wrenches in there and, and make, it a little, make it a little bit more of a uh, – a gritty match, right? Mergali is going to have to going to have to turn and flex and and uh, make some hasty decisions, and I think we're we're going to see a little bit a little bit more of what his B game looks like. Yeah, I just think that uh, I mean he looked great against Brailler for sure. You know, anytime you go out there against a high level, you know, Nogi World uh, Brown Bow Nogi World champion in Brailler and uh, put on the clink kind of like he did, man. That, that's an impressive thing. But I, I, his wrestling, Mergali's wrestling, yeah. like the way he, I mean. He, it's hard to take people down, you know. No, no way to cut it. Like, but he's he's out there taking people down. And Running he's, the pipe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and he's a gi guy. Um, he has more more takedowns than, than some of these no gi guys. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I'm impressed with with what we've seen so far, Marigali. I know we've only kind of um, uh, seen the tip of the <clears> iceberg <throat> there. And and just to add, it, like, it's not like his gi game is takedown heavy, yeah, right? No, Marigali is a guard puller. Yeah. So incredible to see he really that has quick transition. Like, yeah, really has transformed his game for this new rule set. Obviously, he's, he's um, you know training with John and, and Gordon. You know, one of the best teams in the world. So clearly, you can see that he's progressing. He's he's learning a lot and and. Um, it's a, it's a, a really cool thing, actually. I think to see a, uh, such a high level gi athlete transition to kind of what we've said for a long time is a completely other sport from the gi. What what was that time difference between the Maidana match and then Brayler Grout? Was that like two months? Four months, I think. Four months? Right, it was March. Was, uh, was it? I was gonna say it was April, to be honest, but I don't know. I can't either either way, just like a short. A, yeah, yeah. We're dealing with a matter of months here, and you can just see immediate evolutions in his game. And the things he was not able to do in his match with Maidana to now he's going to be able to do against Brayler Grout. So I'm, I want to see if he's going to evolve even more going into this match with Rafael Lovato Jr. But obviously Lovato is a ADCC veteran, like the American OG, you know. So this is going to be, this is going to be a crazy one, a huge test for him as well. Okay, yeah, we even got a little. You can see a little bit of. Um Bergali's finish versus, here. Yeah, versus Brayler right here. You know, big step up for Brayler, certainly. He was game. He went after it. Um, but, um, yeah, you can just see, how, you know, what high level Jiu-Jitsu really is like. Uh, Marigali just kind of just slices right through the guard, kind of left and right there. You know, it's interesting. I, I think he wanted to play in this leg lock game because at the press conference, so leg locks uh, don't work. Yeah, yeah. At the press conference, Mergali told Brailler leg locks don't work, and uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, inspired them both. To, yeah, to, I feel like that made to, it, to prove their point. That made some of us just a little nervous, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he proved it. You know, he he yeah, he waded into the fire and, and was able to finish Brailler. <clears throat> Man, I don't, you know, this might be a too soon moment, but we did find out earlier on the card that leg locks do work Ooh, yeah, to true. some degree. Ooh, very, very true. So, true. That, um, that submission, st- like, scarred me uh, <laughs> just hearing it. I, I was outside of, the, outside of the room and still, like, through, through everything, you could hear just the littlest snap and then everyone go crazy. It's sickening. For those that weren't in the room and only heard it on the stream, it, some, it sounded like somebody took a baseball bat and hit a concrete wall with it. Yeah, and obviously here we're talking about Big Dan Monasoyu versus Tristan Overig, uh, one of the loudest moments in jiu-jitsu I've ever heard. It was terrifying, to be honest. Yeah, one of the most violent moments, you know, certainly that I've ever been witness to either. Um, 
you know it, it was a crazy one big big dan is a is a beast for sure you know that um obviously he didn't i don't think he meant to, to hurt tristan as bad as he did you know but uh, unfortunately the game we play sometimes uh sometimes people get choked unconscious and sometimes limbs break obviously all the best to tristan overvake and his family hope he's recovering at home and, and hanging out with his daughter and hanging out with everybody and enjoying hopefully some some rest and some time off mm -hmm. but uh, brutal submission there so and also here, here's the finish yep there it is able to kind of get that like a rear naked choke type of type of grip on the um arm triangle crazy night yeah. crazy night man it was up and down j-rod giancarlo j-rod might i mean i know j-rod lost but he might be like one of the most exciting um grapplers in the world right now giancarlo looked looked fantastic as well um, Why don't we? Uh, I think I think we should go around just favorite match of the night because I think there were so many. A straight coin that slobber knockers. There's some slobber knockers. <laughs> oh my sure. god, I hate that for so sure. Much. Some slobber knockers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. I think J Rod Giancarlo just had a little <clears throat> bit of everything, right? Giancarlo put J Rod on ice for ten minutes. That sweet takedown to the back, right off the bat, and then doing everything in his in his ability to try and finish J Rod. And J Rod just showing that same resilience he showed at trials, and then the ability to get free of, of Giancarlo's back control and go right Kill back on attack as if he hadn't been in a 10-minute match. Mm -hmm. You know, he, it looked like he was fresh. Incredibly impressive from both guys. Can't wait to see what they can do at ACC. Man, I'm going to go with, if anyone's going to go out there and be on the map for two hours, I'm just going to pick them for, for my favorite <laughs> match. I mean, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. What an incredible feat. Dude, I, I competed at the Austin Open last weekend. I was out there for six minutes and thought I was dead. Dude. I, <laughs> yeah, I laid in the open for 30 minutes afterwards just dry heaving. So <laughs> it blows my mind that someone go out there for two hours and, and compete. And then obviously finite finish of saw isaac get that it was a pretty sick arm bar so i'm just gonna go with that one and the, the way he came off the mat too like that helped me realize how sick that was it's just how cool and collected he was walking off yeah hard for me not to go with isaac versus kyle as well just because uh you know had a little bit more invested in it than, than normal and and it was uh you know edge of your seat for for myself <clears throat> as anyway it was edge of your seat kind of viewing uh uh, you know, stressed certainly, and, and there were some ups and downs throughout it. I was I was freaking out. I was I was going crazy. I was excited. You know, a lot of, went the full range of uh, of emotional um, kind of trajectory there. So I, so that, that was probably um, for me. That was definitely the most eventful one for the night for me. Connor. Oh, I think I think Andrew Tackett versus Renee Souza. Uh, I mean, I was super exciting to see him go out there, you know, especially because it was like such good vibes, you know. Those two, like they, they had already uh, kind of maintained their friendship from the Who's Next finale. So seeing him go out there, it, it was very much like almost like the the show had kind of made him come together as brothers, and and they went to war. Uh, a shout out Andrew Tackett uh, getting uh, the the rear naked choke finish. It was super fun to see. Uh, yeah, what's up, man? I, th I think that's another match that uh, jump jumps in my mind as one of those, like, closeouts should never exist matchups, right? Because if these yeah. two guys can become yeah. the best of friends on, yeah. on who's next, so much so that, like, roommates. They, they spent they they went roommates, up a mountain. They spent a week together mm -hmm. after the show, right? They went to church together the day after the match, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're that close, and yet they can try and kill each other for mm -hmm. five minutes on the mat. Like, closeouts should never happen, exist, matter. We shouldn't be having the closeout conversation anymore after watching that match. Renee Preach. threw up some buggy chokes. J-Rod threw up a flying buggy choke. That was sick. Good night for the buggy choke. I got a Trey, how, 
how'd you do at the Austin Open? I didn't know you were competing, man. Oh yeah, you know I went in Killed first <clears throat> first round, cleaned up seven zero, passed some guard. Mm -hmm. You know it was easy day at the office, and then my second round, ah, just you know, wasn't my day. Got, <laughs> got submitted. <laughs> but, a little injury yeah. from the first ah, match. Yeah, course, wasn't really, wasn't really training. Yeah, yeah I wasn't train. really training. Mm -hmm. I was. Yeah, yeah didn't, have, didn't have great training partners. Yeah, I've been watching. Push you, yeah. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of 1998 WWF Raw, so I was just like, that was taking up most of my time, so I didn't get a lot of training. <laughs> so I had a sick post-match yeah. celebration. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I almost open? set this old boy up for a stone-cold stunner, <laughs> and he wouldn't have got up from that. And if you believe that, let me get a hell yeah. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Why? Because I said so. So, uh, you know. A lot of things going on, you know, of course. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, good weekend. Um, of course, don't forget, everybody, to tune in. This is a Sunday show, a rare mm -hmm. Sunday show. We're trying we're, we're trying some different things. We're trying a Thursday show. Last week, this uh, versus Gordon Ryan, Gordon Ryan versus Felipe Penny. Uh, and of course, Mika Galvao and uh, Marigali versus uh, Rafael Lovato is August 7th. It's a Sunday so make sure you guys get in early, you know, from the Sunday, from the from the long weekend, and uh, tune into the TV. You guys are not going to want to miss this match. Plenty of other great matches on there, so it's going to be incredible. But we do have um, an, an ADCC match too that we wanted to just check out. Yeah, before we, we roll out, I just want to remind everybody how cool these these 2011, exactly. these tw 2009, 2015 ADCC matches are. So we uh, dug through the archives, found I think one of one of my favorite ADCC submissions of all time. Uh, let's, let's let's watch through uh, let's oh, watch through this. Maybe. So if you guys haven't seen it, go back 2009. Uh, is that in Barcelona, if I if I recall correctly? Is that where 2009 is? This is uh, this was 2011. I'm sorry, 2011. This is 2011. This is um, uh, Notting Nottingham. Nottingham. In, this is England. of course, yeah, England, UK. We're watching Cron Gracie versus Jason Manley from the uh, the very first round of ADCC 2011, the 77 kilogram division. So you know, uh, not we haven't had any Cron Gracie matches on uh, on FlowGrappling.com, you know, since since its inception. So it's very very exciting that we now have some Cron Gracie matches on the site. I believe we have seven or six or seven Cron uh, Gracie matches on the site now. Uh, just a legend of jujitsu. So really proud to have Cron Gracie on on Flow Grappling now um you know and and some of his greatest matches uh, of all time of course happened at these adccs this is his first round elimination match and this just really set up kind of a a, a legendary run here for for cron gracie at adcc the big fa big cron gracie fan um troy i like cron gracie yeah for sure obviously yeah he's someone i kind of have to you know go back and and watch his stuff find everything i can on the internet but obviously now with the flowgrappling.com archives we have of this guy this is going to be incredible to watch all of his game uh i'm a real big fan of these guys style i like that's what i like about watching the archives you see some interesting outfits uh guys used to compete in <laughs> yeah, so, yeah a lot of t-shirts for sure <laughs> so some tank tops you know a little jeff glover action man some, that quick sit up from the guard he pulls guard and then right back on the head any chance we could re rewind that i mean the way he sits guard for like half a second I love the way he, he kind of like gets underneath him, sits guard for half a second, and then is on the neck. It's just crazy. And it's something the guys in this era did really well, but Kron and Marcelo were two of the best at it, right? And just like that forward aggressive guard where a just guard hand on the head. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, the guard just it looks like they're wrestling wrestling from their back, right? It's it's so forward and aggressive, and he gets to this fantastic guillotine. And he jumps it. So pretty. Connor, are you a big guillotine guy? You go for guillotines a lot? 
Uh, no, I'm, they're like my worst fear, actually. It's like mm-hmm. coming wrestling, from a wrestling base. Yeah, coming from a wrestling base. The only thing that I'm not worried about is getting guillotined by Trey. Trey's <laughs> not really concerned mm-hmm. with, but usually guillotines are on my list. For sure. Of, it's, it's a pretty it's, athletic it's, move. Yeah, right? yeah and it's, it's, his arms are very small. They look long, right. but they're actually very right, right, small right. arms. First of all, 75-inch reach, okay? <laughs> and that's a fact. And second of all, yeah, I don't know why you would be concerned with a guillotine because it would be weird if I did that from your back where you can normally <laughs> find me throughout the round. So, so yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned about a guillotine either if I was you. Corey, you big guillotine guy? I used to be. It yeah. com- comes in and out, but, yeah, every once in a while the, the guillotine bug hits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is fun just to, like, just to choke them. You know, <laughs> man, I saw I saw uh, one of these archive clips of Marcelo hitting the guillotine. Obviously, a master of the guillotine, mm-hmm. bro. He had the guy's head just so <laughs> turned like it's like the camera was perfect to see the guy's face as it was in the guillotine, and it was one of the gnarliest submissions I've ever seen. His head just completely looked like he was an owl, completely turned upside <laughs> down. Um, but yeah, that made me a little bit terrified of the guillotine myself, to be honest. Yeah. So there you go. Just a taste of, of what's to come uh, or what we have on these ADCC archives. We're going to try to watch an ADCC match on the podcast here every every week. We've got a lot to choose from. There are more than 300 matches just from those three years, right? 500 total uh, ADCC matches we have now. If they're fans of, who can they watch? Uh, Hoffa Mendez, Cobrinha, Andre Galvao. We have a ton of Galvao matches. Marcelo Garcia. Dean uh, Lister. Ron Gracie, Dean Lister. Uh, UFC had, fighters, Glover, yeah. to, you know, former champions, Glover Deshera, Chris Chris Weidman, uh, Jock, Ronaldo Jacare yeah. Souza, um, you know Ryan Hall. Uh, so many incredible grapplers. So much to learn, of course. Um, you know, in these archives. So definitely, if you get a chance, dive right in. There's a lot. Go to Flow Arena. What is it? FlowArena.com, and um, and you can check. Check out the brackets. Follow along. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, all of us have been diving in to these to these ADCC archives these past um, you know month or so, and it's been such an incredible journey. Looking forward to ADCC 2022, the biggest grappling event in the history of grappling. Mm-hmm. Whew, I cannot wait for that either. Connor, anything else going down in the chat before we get out of here? Uh, no. Right now, they're they're just kind of. Talking about Cron Gracie, we got some fans in there. Uh, but I, I do want to remind everyone, it's not just who's number one. It's not just ADCC. There's also the IBJJF Flow Grappling Grand Prix going down in August, just a week after who's number one. So, uh, you know, the next two months are super exciting for jiu-jitsu. And like you said, probably two of the biggest months uh, the sport has ever seen. So super excited about it. Uh, stay tuned on the Flow Grappling Instagram. You know, that's where we drop a lot of our news. Uh, yeah, let's go, guys. Corey, anything else? Trey, want to give him a suck it, or you want to give him yeah, a? Yeah, I'll give, I'll give, I'll drop a suck it at some yeah. point for sure before we sign off. But man, like you said though, Sunday fun day, August seventh. Tune in, grab your popcorn, grab your significant other, grab your grandma. I don't care if she likes grappling or not. Make her watch it. Just you know, let's let's inflate like these numbers as much as we can. Uh, it's going to be great. It's a great time to be a grappling fan. Yep, no better time to be a grappling fan than right now. So much heat coming your way. So tune in, guys. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll see y'all guys next week. <laughs> Peace. Thanks, everybody. Man, I think.